Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. Thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for choosing this episode as one of their staff picks. We really appreciate it. And we have a great show for you today, folks, because director Tim Phillips and co-screenwriter Jan Creamer will be discussing Lion Ark, their award-winning documentary about rescuing 25 abused African lions and transporting them from all the way from Bolivia to Colorado. Tim and Jan are co-founders of the Animal Defenders International, and that's the organization behind this remarkable real-life adventures. Others involved in the incredible project are legendary TV host Bob Barker, actress Georgia Fox from the CSI TV series, and Pat Craig, who founded the Wild Animal Sanctuary here in Colorado. You know, I think Lion Ark is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It's not a traditional documentary because, you know, there's, there are no talking heads. It's actually filmed as it happens. And so that just heightens the movie's suspense and thrills and surprises. So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised when I heard that Lion Ark has already earned a Best Documentary Award from the San Diego Film Festival and that it's the first ever opening screening that was sold out recently at the, De- at the Stars Denver Film Festival. The movie is winning rave reviews on the film festival circuit. Well-deserved rave reviews. Here's one. The independent critic called it one of your must-see films of 2013 because the movie takes an already incredible and unforgettable story and breathes life and passion and transformation into it. And I couldn't agree more. Now, we'll bring uh, Tim and uh, Jan on just as soon as I let all of our listeners know that the chat room is open for uh, listeners who would like to sign in and uh, raise any questions or make any comments uh, during the show. And we really appreciate our chatters, as well as our other listeners, of course. So now, it's my great pleasure to welcome Tim and Jan to our show. Tim, first, congratulations on your wonderful documentary. Well, thank you very much. I mean, we appreciate you were one of the first people to champion this film. And uh, it's great to be seeing audiences enjoy it as much as you and uh, your original reviews of it. Oh, thank you so much. That was my pleasure. Uh, as I mentioned to uh, to you and Jan uh, before the, the movie, that as a film critic, I have to watch 
so many documentaries and it's you know mostly the talk talking heads <laughs> it gets a little bit boring but there was not one boring minute in uh, Lion Ark and uh, I really really appreciate that and want to thank you so much for for doing such a wonderful job on on this documentary it's great to have you with us Tim and it's also a treat to have Jan here I think, uh, Tim, you'll agree that she's quite impressive during some of the most suspenseful scenes in Lion Ark. I, I got kind of worried about her, and um, I know you and Jan are uh, husband and wife, so you might have had a little bit of worry there a few times. Am I right about that? Well, yeah. Um, you know, this this was a real frontline rescue, and that's what I think is gripping people. You know, we were going and getting animals in very difficult circumstances we had people threatening us we had people waving lives knives at us and flashing the tires of vehicles we were attempting to use and we were going through um you know dangerous mountain passes with lions and we were dealing with dangerous animals in cages that were falling apart but i think i can tell you you can see in the film jan is a force of nature she's the one that you, if you're an abused animal, she's the one you want standing between the animal and the abuser. Well said. Uh, she's really a tough cookie, I think. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Jan. Well, thank you so much, Betty Jo, and for those very kind words. It's a great pleasure to be speaking with you today. Well, we're so fortunate to have you both with us, and I do have lots of questions for you, but um, why don't we start out with uh, background information about your wonderful organization, Animal Defenders International. Tim, why did you and Jan co-found this organization? Well, we wanted to sort of uh, put out and have an organization which was working globally, which did the type of start-to-finish campaigning that, that interested us, and that's going in undercover, getting the evidence, and following that all the way through to legislation. And we, we focus very much on the use of animals in entertainment and animals in circuses. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, we're finding such success around the world because we're very, very detailed and evidence-based. So this whole operation began in Bolivia because of a very long undercover investigation where we had our team embedded in the South American circus industry for almost two years, gathering the evidence, and then we put that to the public. And that, that's what's seen these laws come about, because people are outraged by what we uncovered. Yes, I, I can understand that they would be just from from seeing the uh, the documentary, the the situation there in uh, Bolivia. It just broke my heart. Uh, Jan, uh, was that how you heard uh, heard about the plight of of the African lions in Bolivia through the work uh, that your organization was involved in? Um, absolutely, um, Betty Jo. We, uh, Tim and I, many years ago, um, started working in South America when we rescued a, a chimpanzee from a circus in Chile. And uh, we got to know about the problem of circus animals in South America, and we gathered together uh, an undercover investigation. And uh, we put them in with the circuses for two years, and um, they... They, they went from country to country uncovering what was happening to the animals. 
we then launched that to the public. And I, I will say that the response of the public in South America, in Bolivia, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, many countries, the, the, the response was stunning. And people were outraged at what they saw happening to these animals. And so when Bolivia um, decided to ban the use of animals in traveling services, um, that was when they decided they wanted to keep their native wildlife, but they wanted the uh, foreign wildlife, the exotics like the African lions, um, to be removed. And I think that was one reason why we felt that this whole story needed to be told. I think, as, as you found with Lion Ark, we wanted to really engage people in what was happening. That's why we don't do the talking heads. You know, we wanted it to be up close, personal, right in the thick of the action, so that people feel what we feel and feel what the animals feel. Wow, you really succeeded in uh, in doing that, and um, I I just couldn't help uh, kind of falling in love with some of those <laughs> some of those lions. I mean, uh, what was the name of the big one? Cola 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 isn't he absolutely beautiful? What a handsome lion! And yes, he became our favorite in the end. Um, when we were filming, we didn't ever really know which which animals would become stars, and we thought it might be Campion, the little crippled one. But Colo's um, emotional pain, as well as his, as his physical pain, I think, was so striking, and he was so dignified. And it does it touches you, doesn't it? Oh, it does really. It just it was, uh, our, you know, your heart just went out to 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 those those poor creatures and uh you know we we were we were cheering you on all all the way and uh Tim you you had the job of uh directing the documentary and what was the most uh, uh the greatest challenge that you faced and and also what was the most satisfying thing about uh, directing the film well in in terms of the challenge of of sort of directing and piecing this together there's probably two really one one is the sort of technical side of it because we mm -hmm. we chose to make this as you said earlier as a live action film we we pieced together all of the dialogue and narrative from events as they actually unfolded so there's no cutting back and saying how did it feel in retrospect Dan you get those genuine feelings as they're happening at the time and so we had to go through almost 100 hours of footage and interviews. We took sound from iPhones, camcorders, to basically piece together this entire story and give the viewer a real sense that they're there with us on the front line as these things are happening. So that was really painstaking, and uh, it took a very, very long time to piece together. In terms of the challenge for sort of me and as an animal protectionist, Mm -hmm. The sort of difficulty was, what do we leave out? We've got this huge story, and, and we really wanted to tell everyone's story. So we had to bite the bullet and say, there just isn't time for this to sort of include all of the animals, like the horses that we saved. So that was very difficult. 
but um, the thing that's been the most satisfying is just seeing the way that people really, really have engaged with these animals. And, and so many critics and so many people coming to the film ha have got a real sense of animals like Colo Colo and, and Kenya and Little Campion. And that's been hugely satisfying. We wanted to tell their story and tell the story of this amazing rescue and, and have it engaged with people. And that seems to be happening at the film festivals. Oh, I can imagine. I, of course, I didn't see it with a, with a group of people, but I uh, can just imagine sitting in the dark, you know, and seeing it on the big screen and uh, getting even more emotionally involved uh, in it. So um, I'm not, a, not at all surprised that it's doing so well with the, uh, with the audience, audiences. It's also quite nice when you're seeing it with people that there's things in there which are quite funny, and I think that's quite unusual for a, an animal or environmental issue documentary. And hearing, you know, an audience laughing out loud at a film like that when the, the animals are doing funny things or, you know, they're yeah. making us jump and they growl or um, Zorro even appearing in the middle of the film, that's been yes. incredibly satisfying. You're you're right. You're definitely right about that. Um, I, I think that you have on your site. By the way, that is a, a great site uh, that you have. Uh, and I think Nikki, uh, our producer, put the, the URL for the site uh, so that listeners can can go and find out more about uh, about the movie and and the animals. I think you even have uh, a way that that the animals can be adopted. Is that right, Tim? Uh, yeah, yes, you can. I mean, if people go to lionartthemovie.com, they can watch a trailer for the film. They'll get a sense of it. It's very much like that trailer. And uh, they can also click and adopt the animals because this is a, a big, big commitment for Animal Defenders International. We've got to care for these animals for life. And we have to raise funds for the next major operation, which is, is going to be taking place in, in Peru. Wow. So you're already on, you're not sitting back on your laurels. You're already getting, uh, getting things going to, to help uh, rescue other animals. I, I'm really impressed by that. Well, I'm wondering, Jan, we, we talked about... Uh, you, you being on camera so much in the in the documentary, documentary and you did such a great job. Well, but how did uh, being on camera, being the focus, impact the work you were doing doing in connection with the lions? Um, well, actually, uh, Betty Jo, um, I, I ignored the cameras, and um, oh, good for you. You know, well, once I, once I'm once I'm in the moment of doing what I'm doing, um, I really don't take any notice of what else is going on around me. And I suppose uh, perhaps that's one element of the film that, it, that is different. It, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't do anything again. We didn't do anything twice. I know there were a couple of occasions when the uh, cameraman um, desperately said, can, can you wait a minute? And I said, well, no, we can't. This is live. This is happening now. We're doing what we're doing, and um, you just kind of have to keep up. Um, I think that was the only way to do it. You know, I know that 
you know, for the for the technicians and the cameramen, you know, they're kind of they're used to things where people rehearse and do it over and over. But live action is live. And um, you know, one of the most important things was that we could not let anything get in the way of what we were doing. The seizures were happening there and then. The uh, circuses, when they were arguing, looking for reasons not to hand the animals over, you have to stay in the moment of that. We had to come away with the animals no matter what. So um, the cameras were really secondary. Well, I thought that's... That that really explains it why why it seemed to be so so seamless there, and uh, of course you did have some um, very suspenseful scenes, and I I was wondering what was your greatest fear during the filming, Jan? Um, you know, absolutely the greatest fear was not getting the animals. Um, uh. Everything that we did was about you know, wrenching these animals away from these people. And, uh, you know, they were arguing and some of them tried to take legal actions and some of them, as you saw, trying to threaten us and make us go away. But we absolutely, we were getting those animals that day and we had to make sure that whatever happened, we got those animals that day. We couldn't afford to be put off or to be deflected or to have it deferred in any way because you know in those countries if someone gets to um, get the edge and, and defer you in some way you know that you're at risk of losing the animals. I think my greatest fear and maybe the reason that I was so focused and uh, sometimes raising my voice a little <laughs> was yes, you because did. I had to make sure we got them. <laughs> Well, I, you just, I mean, definitely we need to uh, commend you for uh, for your work there. And uh, it just, uh, to me, everything was so real, of course, because it was, you were yourself. You weren't acting a role, and you... I don't know whether we should, I think we should stay open, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it will come no, back. Just in case uh, you're you're able to hear us and we're, we're live, we, we've lost sound at the moment. Um, so we're just going to pause and hope you come back. And uh, we, uh, you know, the, the, I suppose the most important thing to get over today um, is that... This film is uh, about engaging people um, and getting them up close and personal with these animals. We wanted people to understand why we do what we do and why it's important for people to animals, um, people, those that are vulnerable in our society. Um, It's very important to shape our world in the way that we want it to be. And so we wanted people to understand us and why we do what we do and understand how these animals suffer and really understand how intelligent they are, the fact that they communicate, the fact that they have feelings. Um, All of that is very important. I think that I had uh, gremlins attack my phone again, 
Jan and uh, Tim. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you just. I'm just. I'm glad you just. You just continued. And but um, but I didn't hear about how uh, Pat Craig got involved from the Wild Animal Sanctuary. Would Would you mind uh, going over that again for me? Um, yes, uh, absolutely. Well, as you see in the film, um, as we gather all of the lions together in, into their compound, their temporary compound in Santa Cruz in Bolivia, we then start looking for a suitable home. Uh, so Tim and I came up to the United States at, and we looked at several sanctuaries. We contacted people online and we spoke to them on the phone and then we visited several sanctuaries. And what we found in Pat Craig that was so special really was a meeting or a union of hearts and minds. We found that Pat Craig feels the same way that we do. He has the same ethics the same principles, and uh, he has the same approach to how these animals um, should be looked after, should be looked after for life. And we really felt in him we had someone who could really work with ADI with the same philosophy. Yes. Well, you know, I I just see in the chat room. Um, Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show uh, is in the chat room, and he says he's, uh, he keeps getting double audio, like we're on live and delay at the same time. So um, we're sorry that we're having some technical difficulties today, especially about because this is such an important uh, topic. And um, I'm not, not hearing the problem, but somebody in the chat room is. So thanks for letting us know, uh, Steve. Well, Jan, why don't we go to, uh, to Tim to tell us uh, how Georgia Fox, the actress from the CSI TV show, uh, I, I just love uh, Georgia in Memento, too, the movie Memento, and uh, Bob Barker, the legendary uh, host, <laughs> TV host, how did, how did they become involved and what did they do to help? Yeah, what I'm, what I'm just going to try to do now is, is one of us will just simply, the one who isn't talking will cover the microphone so we're not accidentally picking you up from two different sources. So Jan's going to cover the, the phone there and we'll see if that improves things. Thank so, you, uh, let's Georgia, try that. Georgia Fox um, has been involved with ADI for a few years. She was... Um, you know, when a celebrity we contacted to see if she'd help, and she's done several press conferences with us and turned up to help with these things. And uh, as you can see in the films, you know, she gets her sleeves rolled up, she gets involved, she, you know, adds her sort of celebrity presence, so she gets the media there, but she's also there, you know, until four in the morning helping unload animals, you know, if that's what's needed. And um, she also, her production company, Sea Fox Productions, also invested in this film, so helped get it out with us. So it really has been a tremendous help for us. And Bob Barker is probably America's most famous animal advocate. I mean, he really is a a huge champion of, of, of animal protection work and and one day he contacted ADI and said to Jan, I'd, I'd like to 
commit some money to to helping you and it was a substantial amount and we said okay we're going to set that aside for one really huge project and that was emptying all of the animals from the circuses in brazil he also of course appears with us at, at congress launching the um traveling exotic animal protection act so they are are two amazing supporters of animal defenders international and um of animals in general well they deserve our uh, our thanks for for doing that and um i enjoyed watching them in the documentary when the lions actually arrived at denver international airport and uh, how excited both of them were at that at that point that is a great scene in the, in the uh, documentary i i couldn't uh, for the life of me figure out how that could be accomplished i mean it was just like you know something something impossible just like it was a was a miracle and uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the in the movie uh do you have a favorite scene tim Oh, um, I, I think on sort of different different levels, really. I, I mean, I just love seeing the lions go free. I think it, it's really sort of beautiful filming. It, 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 Mark, our director of cinematography, really captured it like something straight out of a wildlife documentary. Um, from a, a filmic point of view, I think that the, the scene where Jan and I are, are getting... Colo Colo out of his cage is, is yeah. a really kind of it has all the drama of of what it's like when you're in real difficult circumstances with with dangerous animals and it has this utterly magical moment where Colo Colo steps out and then then this angry fierce lion who's hurling himself at the cage with uh, with Jan trying to give him a drink of water and then slowly she gives him this water straight out of a watering can and I think that's really magical and you, the camera pulls back and you see just how huge this lion is and then he does yeah. another lunge and I, I think that's quite, has a bit of everything that scene. Oh, I love that scene. That that really is a great one. Now we'll have to have Jan pick uh, her favorite scene in the movie. Jan, are you on? Uh, yes, I am. Yes. Well, I think uh, I think there are so many, but I think it's um, when Colo runs out um, at the end. He runs out into freedom, and the one that um, still brings tears to my eyes is um, Kiara and the cubs oh, running yeah. across the enclosure at, uh, at, at, at the TWS sanctuary in Colorado um, to to see them stretching their limbs and, and and the joy on the cubs faces when you look at their little faces it's it's almost like laughter their their mouths are open and they're running and to know that they will never know um the suffering that their parents suffered you know that they are now going to have um they're going to forget those early days and they're going to have the kind of life that they were born have um i think that's wonderful that that one brings tears to my eyes me too that's a great uh, a great scene and great picks as uh, favorite scenes well well jan um what are your reactions to the way this documentary has been received so far it's just 
going gangbusters on the festival uh, circuit. It's a, a truly amazing uh, reaction. I mean, it's a real visceral reaction from the audiences. You know, they're really people are uh, are getting into the feel of the movie, and you can see they're they're, they're absolutely engaged, and they're engaged with the animals. We wanted the lions to be the real stars of the movie. We know how much uh, people love to see these animals. They're very beautiful, and we, we're used to looking at them from afar. But we tend to look at them like as if they're objects. And what we wanted to do was get people in close and get them to understand that these animals have feelings and that they communicate and uh, that they have wants and needs. And we feel that the audiences are, are getting that. And I, I think to, to see people cheer and laugh and to see people feel so emotional about when the lions win in the end and, and when they go free, I, I think for, for us as filmmakers, it's very gratifying because people are responding to the movie in the way we wanted to see them respond. And, you know, as, as you know, you, you make a movie and you go through it and you you pour your emotions into it and you just hope and want to see people feel the same way that you do. Yes, and I, I can understand um, why this is uh, something that you, you really uh, appreciate. And um, how about you, Tim? Uh, what, what are your reactions? Uh, same as uh, Jan, or do you have something else to add to that? I think very similar to, to Jan. I think that it's, it's incredibly heartening. You sort of People are coming out and they're saying, I laughed and I cried and it was crazy, it was funny, it was sad in parts. But overall, it's uplifting. And, and the thing that people have kept saying is they, they feel it's a really empowering film. That they, they feel that it shows that you can make a difference in this world. And so many people say, we've been to this documentary or that this documentary and we just came out feeling helpless. And they don't after this one. They think, yes, we, we really can make this a better world. And I think it's a very uplifting message, and I, I'm so pleased that's coming across. It comes across loud and clear. And, Kim, um, uh, what, uh, what's the most important thing you want our listeners to know about you and your work? Well, I, I, I think that um, animals don't need to be suffering in, in the name of entertainment. In terms of the, the message of the film, we have to make a world where animals are treated better. These animals live deplorable lives in the, the name of entertainment. And a, a group of people came together from all different places to help these animals. So there's a real message of hope here. But it's up to all of us to get together and, and make this better. And you know, let's start seeing these changes in the U.S. here as well. We've, we've, we're seeing these laws prohibiting this treatment of animals sweeping across the world, over 20 countries, five countries in South America now, several countries in Europe, countries in, U in Asia. And this country, which has such a big, big heart for animals, where there is so much compassion, where there are these wonderful sanctuaries taking animals from around the world, let, let's see these, this suffering of animals in circuses stopped here, too. 
Yes, and uh, I think Lion Art is going to do so much to uh, to help raise awareness, and um, uh, I think there will be a lot of changes. Uh, I hope that the movie does get a, a national release. Is there any uh, chance of that, Tim? Yes, we're we're, we're getting a, a lot of interest, and and this is really, as you all know, the the beginning of the road for us. These festivals are in many ways are our shop window. They're, they're a way of showing that people have assessed this film and they've officially selected it for their, their festival. And, and, you know, Raindance London gets about 5,000 films and, and yeah. selects a, a hundred or so of them. So, you know, to be on that short list, people are starting to take notice that this is a very credible documentary and also the audience reaction it's been fantastic. So we're speaking to people now. We, we really want to secure a very widespread distribution for this. We think it's a film a lot of people will enjoy. And also we think it's got a global audience. We, we dearly want to get it down to South America as well. Yes, that would be a great idea. And I, I was hoping that it might get um, noticed, you know, during the awards season, um, for the Oscars because I've seen so many documentaries this year and this is the best documentary without a doubt of any of them and I would but to be uh, eligible the film has to show I, I believe for a week at least a week in uh, Los Angeles or New York and I don't I know that you have a, a premiere coming up in in Los Angeles uh, do you want to tell us about that, uh, Tim, or, or would you like Jan to talk about that? Um, Jan's coming in on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, we, we absolutely. We uh, we have a one week uh, screening at the Lemley Music Hall in Los Angeles from November the fifteenth to the twenty first. And then that same week, November 15th to the 21st, we're at the Quad Cinema in Manhattan. And, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, we, when we made the movie, we really just um, wanted to make something um, that would really make a difference to people, that change their view of animals and show them that it, it just takes a few people to really stand up and make a difference. But we've got so many um, good reports, and uh, uh, someone uh, who reviewed it after the Fort Lauderdale Film Festival said the same thing, that they thought it was such a good documentary that it should be considered for the Oscars. So we do have our qualifying runs in Los Angeles and in New York, and uh, we have Facebook pages for them. Um, so people can go on to Facebook, Los, Los, Lion Ark in Los Angeles and Lion Ark in New York. And uh, we also have the Facebook page for Lion Ark where we're asking people to like us, to show that there is a public desire to see this film go to general distribution. Uh, that would be wonderful, to see it out in theatres, um, to see it on DVD, to see it on television, so that people can really understand why we need to make a difference for these animals 
Oh, yes. I'm going to put it on my, my list. I'm definitely going to nominate it in the uh, two uh, critics groups that I belong to. So um, I'm, I'm going to be sending good vibes to you that it, that it does get some notice during uh, the uh, Oscar event. And um, I'm wondering if there, our time has gone by so, <laughs> so fast. You've just been so inspirational and uh, just so enlightening that um, I, I just want to thank you very, very much for, for being here today, both of you. And I, I want to give you a chance, both of you, a chance to uh, add anything else that you might like to add uh, about uh, Lion Arc or anything dealing with anim- your wonderful organization. So, so, Tim, why don't you go first on that? Um, well, I'd just echo what, what Jan said. Please go look it up, lionartthemovie.com. Go like us on Facebook. We're screening at Sun and Sand uh, Music and Film Festival in Biloxi, Mississippi, tomorrow night. Jan and I will be there. And uh, we'll then be screening in New York and Los Angeles. And really, people like you have absolutely promoted this video this is a totally independent film it hasn't got big money behind it we hope it to get distribution so it's ordinary people spreading the word that it's actually selling out film festivals for us at the moment so please everybody spread the word about lion art well said and i'm i'm going to follow that advice uh, tim what's next for animal uh, defenders international well, probably should let Jan just say a few words about the mission that we've got ahead of us in Peru because it is a massive challenge, probably even bigger than what we had to do in Bolivia. But we've secured wow. the law there, and now we need to go down and save the animals. So Jan should really say a few words about that. Jan, you're on. <laughs> okay, thanks, Tim. Um, yes, uh, the most important thing um, for people to do uh, after Lion Art is to help us empty Peru of its circus animals and then Colombia um, because after the film we got the bans on um, wild animals and circuses in Peru and also Colombia and both of those governments have asked us to do the same job that we did in Bolivia. So what we really need is for people to get behind this. Um, We've already spoken to the Wild Animal Sanctuary about space for the animals from Peru. And uh, we're on now to get this. They want us to move their animals early in 2014. So really the next mission is already underway. Get the animals from Peru and then go get the animals from Colombia. Wow, good for you, <laughs> and I think you're going to be busy, and, and I hope both of you have a great time at the, uh, at the L.A. premiere that's coming up this Friday night, and um, that you get a, uh, some wonderful response, response there, and also for, for all of the uh, activities associated with the, with the New York uh, showing. Well, I, I'm sorry to say that our time is almost up, and thank you again, uh, Jan and Tim, and I hope um, that you'll come back and visit us again when you have another, uh, another film project that you want to talk about. It. Will you do that? Oh, definitely. We certainly Great. will. And thank you so much, and please keep up your wonderful 
animal rescue work. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to Nikki Starr for all her help, and to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We've had people coming in and out of the chat room. We have Nancy Lombardo, who's the hilarious host of that great comedy concepts radio show on Blog Talk Radio, and we've had Steve Mendoza, a loyal listener who has a wonderful show on Dreamstream Radio. And um, uh, the others have not identified themselves, but I, I really want to thank them for, for signing up and uh, participating in the, in the chat. Please come back next time for our Mary Poppins anniversary show. We'll be talking about Mary Poppins' 50th anniversary, and we'll also be talking about Saving Mr. Banks, which is a, a, a movie about uh, Walt Disney meeting with the author of Mary Poppins and the problems he had uh, trying to persuade her to let him make a film. And uh, uh, Tom, Tom Hanks as, Will, as Walt Disney and Emma Thompson as uh, the author. It should be a wonderful movie, and our show, I think, will we'll give you a good preview of the uh, of the. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks movie that's coming up in in December, and we'll have a chance to to really celebrate the Mary Poppins and and a 50th anniversary. That's all for now, folks. So as I mentioned before, Lion Ark is my feel good movie of the year, and when I feel good, I always want to hear Footloose. So here's Kenny Loggins to take us out with that very happy tune. <laughs> 